Joining me for the third act of Steam Spy Solo Stories. As you may remember, the Dragon Sect has taken off with this prototype Gatling gun, which they're going to use against the United States. St. Agatha is racing the Shanghai Surprise to Washington, D.C. to try and get there and intercept them. During this trip, Roland and Irene are they're probably having some nice character development scenes. He's explaining to her that it's not the age, it's the mileage, those sorts of, that sort of thing. But we're going to jump ahead of all that and uh, just get to the the actual arrival. So we're, we're pulling into uh, Washington, D.C. So the first thing we have to find out is, did the Dragon Sect beat us there? This is going to be, a f- things are getting pretty tense now, so I'm going to say, okay, this is yes, yes, but... So they did beat us. They are there, but... But let's say... Okay, but let's say they haven't unloaded yet. So the ship is there, but everything's still on the ship. They haven't gotten out to do anything. Okay, so that means we have to act fast. I think at this point, uh, we're kind of blown. The time for subtlety is over. We're in the U.S. Agent Bennett is with us, so so we got that going. And we have the crew of the St. Agatha to help us. Maybe it's time to just do like a straightforward attack all out assault on this thing yeah okay so we pull into the harbor and instead of kind of heading to our own dock we'll have captain thatch could pull the saint agatha alongside the shanghai surprise and have the crew start throwing grappling hooks kind of like an old-fashioned pirate raid so they get the grappling hooks they pull us alongside the ships pull together and sailors leap across start attacking so it's just kind of big brawl going on uh this clash is going on across the the deck of the shanghai surprise doyle and bennett are are leading the charge they're they're going in guns blazing okay so this is this is obviously a fighting action since there's a lot of them i'm going to raise the guards muscle to nine we're you know we're we're fighting several of them, but there's there's a lot of other people fighting as well. So it's not like we're single handedly fighting an army. But uh, uh, this would be good time for a golden die right now. Let's see. Okay, no exploding die, but it's still pretty good. I got an eleven, so that's a success. So we're just going to kind of you know we're not, we're not going into a lot of details here, but the. There's a lot of clashing, explosion, gunshots. Uh, we're kind of abstracting this this fight a little bit, but uh, this stuff is going on. It's, it's you know we're kind of fighting our way. Overall, it's a success. So the dragon sect forces are kind of pushed back, and that kind of opens up room for uh, Agent Ben and I to kind of push in, probably find a path because we want to get down to the hold because that's probably where the storage stuff is. So we want to find that Gatling gun. Now, there's probably going to be some more opposition before we get there, so I'm going to make another fighting roll. So let's say uh, maybe we make it over to the, the companion way, and uh, there's another guard there that to deal with. 
maybe a couple guards. So let's just make it a medium difficulty. Again, just kind of abstracting this. This time I'm going to do strategist. You know, we're at the top of the ladder. He's down. We have some leverage. I'm going to try and figure out uh, kind of an analytical way to, uh, to take out these troops. So I roll an eight. Okay, success. So using some kind of leverage physics type thing, I kick the guards, fall down the companion way. I'm able to take advantage of that. No, you know what I do? I kind of grab the, the railings and just kind of jump off the stairs and just go feet first. I, I kick them and, and just kind of plow into them and knock them off and knock them off the ladder and, and they're knocked out. So that takes them out. So Irene and I can go from there. We can rush into the the cargo hold and we're going to start looking for the gun. Actually, no, you know what? I have a better idea. This seems like the perfect time for the big final confrontation. Let's meet the big bad guy. Let's, what, let's see who he is. Um, okay, he's a male. His name is... Wayun... Wayun Yang. Okay. Hopefully, again, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Wayun Yang. Now, he should be a pretty nasty guy. This is a big boss, so I'm going to make him a 25-point NPC. And he's going to be mostly analytic. And I'm going to give him firearms. And probably mechanic. Probably kind of a mad scientist type of bad guy. All right, so while we're kind of frantically looking through the cargo hold, uh, Yang is going to step out of the shadows and... He's going to have his gun drawn, say something along the lines of, Agent Doyle, you have been a continuing hindrance to my operation, but you are too late. Okay, so what am I too late for? What is he up to? All right. Orisaku Artificial, so we, we talked about this, they, they create robots, automations. So they probably tried to incorporate the Gatling gun into some kind of robotic warrior. Ooh, what if it's, what if it's a flying robot? You know, kind of like a clockwork drone. That seems kind of steampunky. So, um, okay, so so as he's talking to us, this thing comes out of the shadows behind Yang and points the, this giant Gatling gun at us. So it's a robot, but it, it flies, so it has no legs. It's just like the, the torso and the arms integrated into this gun and the basic robot head. I mean, a pair of propellers maybe come out of the things back to keep it airborne just like two propellers and of course it's all made out of wood and brass with kind of whirling gears and enclosed in the mechanism and obviously it's got to have those cold robotic eyes that just kind of turn and zero in on the, the target so yang is going to order the robot what is the you know what assassinate the president we're in washington dc that's a nice classic trope Stick with the basics. They're they're there for a reason. So so he's there. This thing is going to go assassinate the president. The president is uh, actually going to be, this time, Benjamin Harrison. So that's so we're out to uh, assassinate Benjamin Harrison. Uh, okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Let's, let's see if I actually do know all this stuff. Let's see if I can intimidate... Yang into revealing all this. Um, he's, he's obviously going to do the traditional villainous monologue. 
Um, but let's see if I can do this. Okay, I'm rolling against his face. And yeah, there we go. Okay. Yeah, I successfully intimidated him. So so he spills his plan. So he, he tells me all this, that he's invented this drone to use the Gatling gun. And we're going to assassinate the President of the United States. Wahahaha. Okay, so at this point, let's, take, let's create the stats for the drone. It should also be pretty nasty. So I'm going to say... I'm just going to make it like a 25-point NPC. Not much personality, so very low face. It's going to be almost all muscle and analyst. For skills, it would obviously have firearms. And, well, of course, uh, air vehicles. Since, let's face it, it basically is an air vehicle. So uh, we'll give it that. Now, I have to stop this thing. So I am going to take a shot at it. Now, it's shooting at me, too, of course. So I'm going to try and kind of do one of those dodging fire things. So kind of jump to the side and shoot, which is going to make this a fainter roll. I'm trying to fake it out so I can get a shot at it. Uh, well, I guess it could be worse. It's, the robot shot me for four damage. So I'm, I'm back to being wounded again. Just like last time, my, my face is now reduced to two. So that was the first round to kind of buy. You know what? This thing, this thing's not going to be sticking around. It doesn't want to. It's got a mission. It doesn't want to really want to be distracted. So it's probably just going to take that one shot and, and then take off. I'm going to assume that Agent Bennett is focusing on fighting Yang. So while the robot came after me, hopefully that distracted him and she could go after him and the two of them are fighting. So I'm just going to focus on the robot right now. And I'm going to try to jump on it and grapple it. So just kind of see if I can and grab it and keep it from taking off. This is probably a chasing action. So I'm trying to catch it. And um, yeah, okay. Just barely. So I got it. So I can jump it and you know I'm going to obviously avoid the propellers. But let's say, you know, I'm not going to be able to stop it from taking off. It's it's too powerful. So I do have it, but uh, it's it's taking off. It's kind of shooting up through the cargo hatch above uh, above us. Okay. Now, as I said, this thing doesn't have any legs. So my legs are probably just kind of kicking and dangling underneath this thing as it kind of shoots over to the port. And uh, it's probably like... <laughs> Uh, it probably doesn't go very high because, you know, it wouldn't really have to, but it's probably like swerving and weaving around the building. So, so I'm just kind of like holding on and my legs are dangling and kicking and probably avoiding carriages and, and stuff. Light posts are, are swishing by as, as we go whizzing down the street. Okay. So now in order to stop this thing, I got to stop it. It's going to, that's going to require a sabotage action. So I'm going to be using my engineer role against against its analyst. I think uh, see how smart this thing is to to prevent me from taking it apart. Oh, since I also have to hang on while it's swerving, it's trying to knock me off, right? So I'm going to be doing this with one hand while I hang on with the other. So I'm going to say I'm at a disadvantage. That means I don't get to use a golden die, so there's no chance of anything exploding. It's going to make it a lot harder. So let's see. Okay, I roll. I do get to add my mechanic, but I fail. Okay, so that didn't work. 
Um, this thing is going pretty fast, so we're going to get closer to the White House. It's it's let's say you know it's probably visible by now. So it's I see it in the distance. I see our destination. We're kind of getting to the uh, we're, you know probably swing around one last building and poof there it is in the distance. I know what's going on. You know what they they would have had this time. They they know what they were doing. So let's say there's like there's probably like a press conference or something in the Rose Garden. So the president's going to be outside. He's going to be a clear target. That that's why they they planned this when they did. So I I, I can see all this. I have one more chance. Let's 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 get it. Let's not mess around anymore. All comes down here. So I, I can't shut it down. So I'm going to try and see if I can change its mechanism somehow. Kind of reprogram the robot. So in, in, so that's going to be a manipulator role. Okay. Here we go. Oh, I didn't. I didn't make it. Okay. I am going to. I'm going to throw a plot twist in here. So I, I throw in a plot twist, and now, now I have to get off this thing. It's going to keep going, but I just have to. Um, I'll, I'll explain the plot twist in a minute. But first, I just have to jump off. It's another movement action, but I'm not trying to be sneaky at this point. So I'm going to take a chase action um, to uh, to leap off. And let's see. Hopefully I'll land in a tree or something. It'll break my fall. Uh, so I'm rolling a Vader. This is a difficult task. Oh, I don't make it. I don't make it by three points. So that means I take three more points of damage. That puts me right at zero. So I took three earlier, three now. I am I'm at zero, so I'm out. So probably what happened was I, I threw myself off this thing, bounced off a tree, landed on the ground. Not dead, but I, I am unconscious. All right. So, okay, so meanwhile, the drone whizzes into the White House garden, follows up on its mission, comes in, lines up on its aim on the president. Secret Service leap into action, but this is taking them by surprise. They're too slow. The drone opens fire. However, thanks to that plot twist, before we handed it over to the Dragon Sect, Agent Bennett was able to work a fail-safe into the gun. So she was able to put this switch in. So before I jumped off, I, I was able to activate this fail-safe. With that, what happens is, let's say the gun jams, and so it misfires. Actually, actually, let's let's make this fun. So the the barrel closes off. The bullets stick in the barrel. This is all Gatling gun, so it's a fraction of a second. The the bullets back up, and the whole thing it explodes. The entire thing just kind of uh, blows up right over the rose garden. Robotic pieces of this thing are raining down on the press corps and the president is whisked off to safety. The The day is saved. <sighs> okay, so uh, meanwhile I guess we gotta find out how Agent Bennett did against Yang. I'm just gonna make this a story cipher roll since they're both NPCs. Did, uh, did Yang beat Bennett? be very tense encounter obviously adds one to each die <laughs> i got two ones so uh so it's no but okay 
so let's say no. No, he did not beat her, but he did get away. So that's nice, because then he'll be, uh, he could be a recurring villain. He could show up again sometime. That's, that's fun. So, whew. <laughs> I'm out of breath. <laughs> um, that was, that was fun. Uh, Agent Bennett will probably come find me. You know, she'll rescue me from wherever I'm laying. She'll make sure I get all the medical attention I need. This is her, her home base at the point. So, there we go. That completes this adventure. And before you go, we're going to do something we do on the regular show. We're going to do an RPG reflection. And uh, look who just walked in the door. It's Zach. How you doing, Zach? I'm good, Mark. You heard all that, I assume. I'm, I'm sure I heard most of that. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. You're probably watching TV at hey, the time, listening to one year. Oh, yeah, fair, Mark, okay. we, all, we all zone out from time to time when we're listening <laughs> to things. So. Fair, fair. Okay. <laughs> So oh, no, yes, I I did listen to to uh, to the series. Yes, good, good. So, what was your what were your impressions as a uh, listener? As a listener, I really enjoyed that. It was entertaining. I always enjoy listening to Mark play games. I know it sounds very <laughs> weird, but you know, playing tabletop games with Mark for so many years, uh, I've. I've gotten to appreciate his GM style and his gameplay style and most importantly, his story writing. We, we won't get too much into the story because, you know, we just had the entire series play, but, um, yeah, <laughs> but we'll, we'll touch on some things. So what questions do you have coming into this? I mean, I, I kind of put everything out there. So what, uh, what did I miss? <laughs> I don't know if you missed much. Um, I know you're you're the kind of person that knows how to take a story a certain direction. Um, but did did you have any challenges uh, doing this well, kind of experiment? It, I don't know if I call it a challenge because it was you know part of the design process really, but I didn't. Have go into this with a story. I didn't, I didn't do my normal writing process. I just kind of sat down and let the dice kind of steer me in different directions. I had kind of an act structure, which gave me a kind of a, a feeling of where to, to put the climax or, you know, where to put the big action. So the end felt a little bit more grand finale-ish than, than the middle. But, Mm-hmm. Other than that, I just uh, I was kind of making it up as I go along, which is the nature of of this kind of solo play. Absolutely, and you know you're kind of talking about the whole grand finale and <laughs> just kind of the the whole the the plot, just the way the plot the plot line moves naturally. Yeah, um, you've kind of built that into the rules into the system kind of since the beginning of steam spy, at least, you know, the, yeah. the first version I've seen of, of steam spy, you know, back, back in the day, but that is true. Um, well, you know, I really, I initially built steam spy for those that don't know as a kind of a card game. It was, it was designed to be game masterless. It was a game masterless role-playing system. Um, I used some cards. I used some other tricks to, to kind of, do just kind of a one-on-one 
uh, play. And the new rules have kind of expanded on that, but I've always kept that goal of keeping it game masterless, uh, keeping the game masterless option as firm as possible, especially solo play, because, you know, I, I do that a lot. I enjoy it. Um, and I think it's becoming more and more popular. Um, of course, it does have the standard game master rules, and you can absolutely play it that way. But, but the game is is kind of geared for it. So, it was nice to really, you know, it's always I've I've play tested this game a number of times, so I <laughs> I had a good feeling that it was going to work before I started recording every anything. Absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, it 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 I'm I'm glad it fits as well as it does. I agree, and I don't know what other system you could do like this that works as well as, you know, this series has gone. Well, good. Um, yeah, and, and I started thinking about doing a, a solo thing. I did the, the solo John Carter back when we were on uh, mm-hmm. quarantine, and that, that whole thing started. Or, original quarantine. <laughs> original quarantine, yeah, exactly. Um but uh, then I thought about doing something else, doing something again, and mm-hmm. started thinking about games. And you know, and this just seems so natural that uh, I couldn't do it. You could not do it. Absolutely, exactly. absolutely. It just it flowed really well. I don't know how much of that was, you know, how skilled <laughs> you are as a GM, you know, knowing how to talk and progress a story and and and. Yada yada yada, whatever you know. We well, okay. Let's 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 be honest. the The advantage too in this is I have the advantage of hitting a pause button. <laughs> there, there uh, you know, yeah, that's fair. a little little behind the scenes. I, I every now and then I would just stop and hit the pause button and and you know try and come up with with something. But you know, not not very often. I uh, you know it if I paused, it was just for for a couple minutes or maybe to look up some some actual historical thing that uh, would help fit into the, the context better. But yeah, it uh, overall, it was, uh, you know, it, it flowed. It, 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 it was designed to flow and I've, I've done this enough that I, I felt like I had a good, <laughs> good handle on how to steer things. And I hope it, it worked out as well as it felt. It seemed to, on the listener side of things, at least Good. editing them and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, listening, listening to how the story progressed and, uh, you know, and how you included the different aspects of, of the game system throughout the gameplay. Yeah, that was something else, too. Um, I, I, I tried to be a bit more informative about a lot of the game mechanics, and I don't know how much that got in the way of the storytelling. Um, and I've actually already recorded my next session, and in that one, I've I try to pull back from the rules a little bit and get more and in, straight into the narrative and more into the story and the storytelling part of it. Still rolling the dice, still letting the the dice control the way things go, but uh, hopefully a little bit more storytelling ish. A little more storytelling, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like you you just got past the tutorial. Yes, yes. On a game, you know. Yes, excellent uh, analogy. So tell us a little bit about uh, the random tables that you have. Um, the, I I have a series, there's a series of random tables, of course. 
the biggest one is the um basically the uh um yes or no the live and let dies uh that you roll so mm-hmm. they they really help give you the flavor of or, or they really do a lot to point you where you may not want to go where you may not be expecting it so that uh that's a big thing that's the story cipher that's the chart i'm talking about that is what is kind of the core of not having a game master and letting the dice push you the other biggie of course is the inspiration stimulator and those yeah uh, those are just some some keywords that are thrown at you that you're expected to interpret and that and uh, then weave into the story and and roll with the punches right kind of right. situation uh yeah and taking your your current situation as part of the context for that mm-hmm. so that uh, those are the biggies and then i just have uh several kind of generic uh tables for things like uh which faction you're opposing uh which nation or which city you're in, some locations, um, various objects, uh, people or items or vehicles, you know, how they might fit into uh, to whatever you're looking for. Um, These things would normally be kind of roped into the term of GM tools, which yes. I yeah. love. And, and in, in the past, when we've looked at different kind of solo play experiences mm-hmm. or systems or sure. emulators, whatever the, the situation <laughs> is. Yeah. Um, that, that just does really well having right. those roll on a table for kind of quote unquote random encounters or sure. answering questions. Uh, well, or it, in this case, a perfect example of that was this motorized kite, which kind of became this yeah. MacGuffin. Um, and it, I had, I had no idea anything about that before I rolled on the table and it just went there and (laughs) it really kind of gave the entire story, this huge flavor and very distinct, um, uh, theme through the whole thing. Um, and, and I can give you a little bit of spoiler that that, uh, item is continued to be used in the next series as well. So you know, one die roll can have a big impact. And uh, that's pretty exciting. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, half of it is you latching on to the different ideas uh, and deciding, <laughs> hey, yeah, this is going to be something that sticks around. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Which is great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how this goes um, and, uh, you know, building up stories and subplots and uh just keeping the ball rolling you know from the listener side of this a question for you did you have any expectations going into this uh and and did you did you meet those expectations i you know i was so scared to make any expectations because you sit down with a blank page and um it could very easily have just kind of fallen flat and you know my character dies in the first two minutes or you know um it it, it could just 
become really anticlimactic. Um, I mm-hmm. could have, or I could have knocked the villain out with one punch, and that would have been it. And that would have been <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. But uh, oh, all right, I guess uh, you yeah, know and, exactly. And I'll be honest, I started this. I, I you know sat down with to push the record button for the first time and thought it's entirely possible I'll just throw this whole thing in the garbage. This may never see exactly. the light of day. So um, the fact that it, it did turn out and, you know, something that uh, I could be proud of was uh, that, that exceeded my expectations right there. Absolutely. And, and, you know, these, these moments are uh, times where us as entertainers, I guess, <laughs> yeah, get to get to do something that we enjoy, you know, like like you and and solo play games. Right. That's mm-hmm. just that's something you really enjoy to do. And when you're producing something for an audience, it, you know, it give gives you that you know more of that sense of fulfillment in doing the things that you enjoy. Um, yes, especially with a game system that you've created. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's you know, you just put so much into it and and uh you just feel good after the experiment's done. That you know, is true. the experiment's not done. We've still got <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, many it's, more it's, episodes it's gonna going. Go. I was going to say that's another good point that you know, this is this is my system, so I was also a little <laughs> bit in that, you know, if this falls flat, it's yeah, my fault, exactly. <laughs> you know. Exactly. But no, I don't think I don't think we have a problem with that, Mark. Good. How long how long did this first series take so episodes one through six um to record uh probably eh, maybe two and a half hours because i was kind of being tentative taking breaks hitting pause you know making Mm -hmm. sure i had everything kind of lined up right um you know and then uh i gave it i gave it a listen and and did an editing pass before sending it to you. And then you did a editing pass, obviously. So, you know, that was probably another hour and a half. Um, I did each, I didn't, I didn't do all of the segments at once, but for the editing, I didn't anyway. So that was spread out a little bit, but yeah, I was probably about that. You know, that's, that's, that's a good, you know, day's worth of, of work. Yeah. uh, Yeah. For a little, a little bit of fun. Good, good role playing <laughs> session. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, Mark. Is there anything else you want to talk about uh, as far as this first series? Of course, we're going to be talking more in the yeah. future. I'm sure after uh, after these future series as well. Well, uh, not really about the game, but I think uh, it's kind of appropriate, probably, to uh, devote this first session to uh, Sir Connery, Sean Connery. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, you know, such a, you know, it's kind of coincidental that, uh, you know, we just lost the first James Bond, but, yeah. um, this is, uh, this is kind of a fun, fun throwback to that. And, uh, hopefully, uh, adds a little bit to that legacy as well. Absolutely. And, uh, we will be continuing here with some more <laughs> Steam Spy solo stories. Of course. So we we definitely have another full series ready for everybody. So as soon as that gets edited and and out, yep. we'll have those going to people. So and I plan to start uh, start rolling the dice on a third session too. So 
And you know I look forward to it. <laughs> Stay tuned. Definitely. Absolutely. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Zach. And that's it for this episode of Tabletop Radio Hour. Like always, you can find this episode on soundcloud.com slash tabletopradiohour and on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at TabletopCast if you have any questions or comments. You can join us over on facebook.com slash tabletopradiohour for regular updates. We also have an email address that is tabletopradiohour at gmail.com. Our website, tabletopradiohour.wordpress.com. You can find information about our Patreon page on our website. I want to thank you all for listening and keep rolling 20s.